After the sad news of Etika passing, we would like to dedicate this show to him. We've lost a big Nintendo fan and entertainer. Mental health is an important issue, and if you know anyone who is in a dark place, please reach out to them, or get them to call the number in the description of this podcast. And with that, let's open up episode 236, recorded on June 27th, 2019. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing a whole ton of Pokemons. So, Jesse... Please cue the music. Hello, welcome to Nintendo Dad's podcast. Ah, it's so so Pokemon filled, really Pokemon filled. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be joined by Mr. Timothy Olf. How are you doing, good sir? I'm doing great and not wearing a hat today. So I know. Look at look at that. <laughs> you look like a posh little boy. <laughs> That's what happens when you got to go to work. You know, can't always wear a hat. Oh wow! Speaking of work, we've got the relentlessly working Jesse Waldack joining us as well. How are you doing, Jesse? Pretty good. When I'm working at home, I can wear a hat anytime I want. But if I'm in the office, it's, you can only wear a hat on Wednesdays. Uh, every day's a Wednesday for me then. <laughs> Every day's a Wednesday for me. So it's it's been quite a quiet quiet news week, really, hasn't it? But uh, you know, I suppose we should jump straight into those news and headlines. There we go, and our news and headlines is brought to us by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com, where for a little as a singular dollar, you can make this show better and change the world, according to Mr. Zach Erickson, of course. So, Jesse, this is definitely for you this week. We've got, like I said, a whole ton of Pokemon stuff. Yeah, most of the Pokemon stuff will be during the events, but uh, this one I put in the news, because this uh, the Pokemon company put out... A- direct-ish like video talking about the Pokemon Masters mobile mobile game, talking about some of the, uh, and then they put out a press release as well, talking about how, what the game will be like. You get, a, you get a form teams of three trainers and three Pokemon to battle other teams of three. Uh, trainers available appear to be fe- featured trainers from all generations, including the uh, Protag characters, both the male and the female models, gym leaders, champions, and other important characters. At launch, there'll be 65 sync pairs that'll be available, with an additional sync pairs to come in the future, where a sync pair is a trainer paired with a Pokemon of their choice. Oh, so an example might be Misty and Staryu, so you can't separate the two. If you get have Misty in your party, you have the star you. So you choose your ability. I think the trainers themselves will also have abilities in addition to the Pokemon who will be actually doing the fights. The battles will be real-time as opposed to turn-based, where you have to wait for meters to fill before choosing an attack or an action with... <clears throat> excuse me. With various attacks or actions taking longer to fill than other moves. All oh, right. So, uh, is this is this going to be a bit like the gyms on Pokemon Go at all then, or is it something completely different? It seems it seems to be different. It's kind of, it, I don't know if you've ever played like a, the I think it was Gen Four that had it. They had three way battles. Yeah. 
it'll be a lot like that, but instead of turn-based, where you know I tell my Charizard what to do, I tell my Pikachu what to do, and I tell my Squirtle what to do, and then the opponent does the same with his three, and then they go. This is more real-time selecting your moves, kind of like mid-Final Fantasy games, like Final Fantasy VI. You had to wait for a meter to fill. To be, It's kind of turn-based, but if you have slow cast on you, you might lose a turn, or the enemy might get two attacks on you before. So it's it's still turn-like, but it's it's they, they're calling it real-time battles. Yeah, you know, I love that battle system. Like, yeah. it's a dream of mine to have a Pokemon uh, game in the style of Final Fantasy, well, seven more than anything. Because um, be- uh, basically, speed accounts for a little bit more of a stat then in those right. sort of games. That, and if you just, like, in a regular Pokemon game, if you just sit there doing nothing, the game waits for you. Here, the game won't wait. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't do anything, you're, you lose. Well, so it's the complete opposite to Pokemon Quest then, where you do nothing and you win. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so how well, excited for this are you? I'm interested in giving it a try. Um, depending on how... Uh, be, you know, Being DNA, Nintendo usually has a good reign on their developers to make so it's not as money-grubbing. Uh, but since Nintendo officially doesn't have any part of this, it's it's Pokemon Company and DNA. We may not have that reigning. So I'll, I'll definitely give it a try, and we'll see what things look like. Once yeah, I, I don't think any of the Pokemon games have really been that money-grabbing, have they? Um, I mean, I haven't really played many of the mobile games, but Pokemon Quest definitely wasn't. So um, Yeah, so far... It could like, be yeah, light. Yeah, Quest... Like, Pokemon Quest that the Pokemon Picross back on 3DS, you know, they pretty much had maximum limits. You, if you, if you wanted to give them more money, they wouldn't take it. <laughs> and the Pokemon Rumble Rush is—I've only played it a couple times. My my son plays it a lot, but that's pretty fun. That I've never played, so I can't speak to it. So we're going we're gonna to cover some more of the Pokemon stuff a bit later on, but uh, we've got a few other news article, uh, news topics to cover here. So one of the, uh, should we say, switch moments of the week has been about Bloodstained, the Ritual of the Night, which has released uh, a little subpar. So, Tim, you're probably the guy to talk about this because uh, me and Jesse kind of really aren't interested in the game at all. So this one's over to you there. I think okay. this would be a Marty game if he was on, but he's not on. Yeah, definitely. Either. Yeah, I, um, if I'm not mistaken, we both backed it, so I, I backed it, and I, I'm actually holding off to play it after hearing and getting the backer emails stating that, uh, about basically that they're working on these issues, um, which are numerous issues reported, such as low resolution in the handheld mode and visual pieces missing altogether, uh. Developers have addressed this on the game's Kickstarter page and the emails that we get as Kickstarters promising updates that will address the issues. In fact, today I received the email that said that um, they had fixed uh, an HD rumble issue. They're working on crash stability and optimizing Miram's jump, as well as they've got uh, WayForward and ArtPlay working on improvements as well. So they're putting... A lot of 
people behind it to try to fix these issues that are coming up that a lot of people are complaining about, which I, as a, as a backer, yes, as a backer, I'm, I'm all for it. In fact, they did a day one patch version 1.01. Um, and see quotes here, it says did not accomplish as much as we had hoped and we need to do more. So, and that's what these emails are saying. They're, they're really working to do a lot to get this, rectified and me as someone backing it um i'm i'm hopeful and i'm holding off playing it i've already haven't played it for this long so plus my time is valuable anyways uh, or and limited i should say so i it doesn't hurt waiting to play it for me now i know others want to play it um and or have played it and some are even stating um that they're enjoying it more so than, or maybe not as much as those people who are complaining, but there are people who are still enjoying it. Yeah, and in yeah. fact, I think we're going to have a review soon from uh, someone who's helping us out soon. So Yeah, and I listened to the IG, IGN podcast, and they said that, you know, the game's definitely playable, you know, with issues. So if it switches the only thing that you have, you know, there's no reason not to buy it, you know, other than maybe waiting a week or two. But if you have a, one of the other systems, that may be the way to go. Is it me or does it seem like IGN has been more so if the game has been out on another system, go get it there? If Switch is the only system, then fine, go get it there? And really, there's nothing wrong with that. I, and, you know, I, I've said that a, a, number, a few times as well. You know, you know, I have a PS4. Even the last game I played was Spider-Man, so it's been almost a year since I touched it. Right. But... Uh, you know, and yeah, I, I did purposely wait on Dragon Quest Eleven. I could have bought, played that last year if I wanted to, but that one I did want to wait on the Switch. Right. Well, that's what I kind of figured. People are going to make their choice, obviously, in which system they want to play. I didn't. I wouldn't think that somebody would have to tell you that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it, this could this could bring up a large conversation, right, about how the uh, Switch is subpar in power, and I think it's fine if if you want to play a version somewhere else. You know, at the end of the day, we're game fans, aren't we? As much as we're oh, Nintendo yeah. dads, we we are just general computer game fans, yeah. video game fans yeah. in general. Don't get me wrong, I'm not that, can, that either. You have two systems that can output 4K, and then the Switch yeah. is playing the I think right. it's 720p when it's docked. So yeah, it's going to look different. So yeah. don't be surprised. That's your choice as a gamer, right? You <laughs> got to decide: Do you want to play for the graphics? And there's going to be games. Yes, you want to play because you want to look at you want to play. I've game also that heard looks the other good. systems, you know, have their fair share of issues as well. Right. It isn't just the Switch, but just the Switch seems to be the have the most problems just trying to be stable. Right. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll get that fixed. Yeah, well, it sounds like. It's one of those things where, like, you, you know, it's easy to forget that they're a small indie company now making this game, not not the might of, like, a Konami or something like that. Uh, so there will, there will be issues. They probably couldn't delay it because of money issues. So right. money problems. So it, it is a shame. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of games that, that we see this for where the, the performance is bad on the Switch version in particular. Um and the whole question of delay is like some com- some companies delay games and it, it impacts them bad, especially kickstarted games as well. Um, so it, it, I think I think with Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, you're going to have to take it 
how it is basically. You're going to have to either wait for it to be fixed to the point where they can fix it the most or, or just play it as it is. Um, or just play Curse is, of the Moon. <laughs> or play Curse of the Moon, yeah. <laughs> so there's a game that I was I, I held off playing for a long time and that's been confirmed uh, with an actual Switch date now, which is Terraria. Have any of you guys ever played this at all? It's one of those ones I wanted to play because actually it reminded me of things I used to draw as a kid. Little yeah. you know, underground type places, headquarters, bases, whatever. So, yeah, but I never got around to it. I've never played a lot, it. No, a lot of people say it's basically 2D Minecraft, so I'm all for that. Um, but there's a lot of games on my list which I should have played by now, which I still haven't. Axiom Verge is one of them. Like, yeah, Apparently it's a crime to have not played that. Uh, but I've I've owned it since it got released on Switch and never got around to playing it. And this will probably be a game which I probably won't buy now because I have so much of a backlog of must-play games that it's untrue. And hey, Mario Maker's out. That's it. You don't need any other games now for the next five years. So yes. it comes out on our side of the ocean in thirteen minutes. Yeah, it's already it's it's out by four hours and forty-seven minutes over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. do the download. <laughs> yeah, and, and ter- ter- Terraria that did get it released earlier today. It was kind of announced late yesterday or early this morning that it was coming out today, and then it was out around around noon my time, I think. Yep. Ah. I well, I read the uh, their forum page that said that the reason why they were doing it is because they were done with it and they wanted to get it in people's hands obviously probably having to go through the whole nintendo thing first anyways but they wanted to get it in the fans hands and then they were going to work on doing the physical version yeah it's it's one of those things isn't it because it's an old game uh i don't think the big uh date coming you know a couple of months off is really going to do anything for them um, you know, the, the indie scene is a lot different to the AAA big game thing where Link's Awakening is probably completely done now and they're just waiting to release it yeah. in a the, time slot. The game has been released in the 3DS and the Wii U, but I don't know if they're getting all the updates that all the, the current console versions are getting. Yeah, so Terraria is a bit of a different case with that, I think. I think uh, it probably makes a more of a business de- wise business decision for them to just release it. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to buy this game. I just don't know if I'd ever get around to it doing it. Yeah, not sure if doing it the day before Mario Maker was the best idea, but at least it's out now. Yeah, but uh, maybe there's those people who absolutely will not play Mario Maker too. So true. That's because the online sucks and you can't play with your friends. Right, but uh, <laughs> something like that. Well, uh, so speaking of Mario Maker. Game-breaking bugs have already been found in it. So this is something that uh, did happen in the original Super Mario Maker. Uh, It can be uh, duplicated if the character is facing the screen while holding an item and lands on a Yoshi and collecting a Fire Flare at the same time. Now, those are some pretty big conditions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... You have uh, to specifically set up that situation. I don't think that's something you'll ever see by accident. No, I don't think so. That that's the ultimate troll level. Crash the switch. I just find it interesting that it was in the original Mario Maker. So, what what does that mean? Did they take the original code and just build on that? I think they would Probably. have done. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it is very similar in the way that it looks. It's 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 that whole uh, Splatoon two. Is it a port or is it a new game thing? Where it's got a big two written on it, so it normally <laughs> normally suggested it is a sequel. Yeah, but it pro- that's probably the case. Yeah, it's probably just just stuff taken over now. There was a lot of like glitches and things in the original Mario Maker where you could make blocks disappear and stuff, which eventually got patched out. But I don't think they ever fully saved the game. There was still glitch levels where people were finishing a record time of 0.02 seconds and stuff like that. So I, th- I think we're going to see a lot of this. So uh, with a bigger install base, especially, we're going to see this uh, over the next couple of months and then slowly being fixed again. Um, but I mean, I never encountered anything drastic on the original Mario Maker. Yeah, even the video that I saw that was demonstrating this bug actually still had to do it two or three times to, to get it himself because it was yeah. on Mario World art. And there's like, when you're facing left and then you switch to right, there's a few frames where you're kind of in mid rotation. So there's a, like two or three frames where you're facing the screen and that's where the glitch has to happen. So if you're, yeah, that- if you're already facing one way or left or right, then the, the, the glitch isn't going to crash it. So if, if this does happen to you, it literally just soft locks the system. You can always, you can always turn off the system or return to the home screen. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's not surprising at all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised anyway. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I kind of expect these, these little things to be in a game that has, you know, so many uh, user made, things that can happen just as long as we don't see dragons flying backwards it can happen it's happened in other games (laughs) maybe Paul Lloyd will exploit that for us yeah I would want to see that though talk about glitches (laughs) and dragons you know Skyrim I'm still playing that at the moment and some of the some of the dragons flight paths are just unbelievable yes Uh, so This, this one's for Justin yeah, I was going to say, this is for Justin, well, and me, really, because uh, when we get into what we've been playing, I've I've been playing 3DS. Uh, so, Famitsu Magazine has removed the 3DS release schedule from its publication, which is which is a big surprise, I think. Uh, you know, the 3DS is pretty much uh, gone now. Uh, we're not seeing any new releases, especially from Nintendo, for it, other than um, I think the Tui Collection is probably one of the last games now in the docket yeah, for it. That was the that's the last game that I know of that isn't out yet. Yeah, until, until there's like a, ju- not, a Just Dance 2037. Not, not counting Mighty Number no. 9 because that's never happening. No, it's still it's still um, to be confirmed on the uh, <laughs> on the Nintendo website. So, yeah, guys, look out for that physical version of Mighty Number no. 9 releasing sometime. Maybe. 2035. Um, but yeah, I don't think this comes as a, a surprise again to 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 anyone really. But it does it does signify the death of the 3ds now, and that it's finally time for it to uh, be put on the shelf of all the old systems where they slowly collect dust over time. So uh, from there on, we've got some news with Microsoft, Sony, and yeah. Nintendo all banding together. Now we're getting a little political here. Yeah, this is it. This is it, guys. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Nintendo Dad's political gameness at its finest. So, 
I don't know much about this because this is an American issue, as far as I believe. Oh, sure, pass the buck. No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the book to you guys, where I can sit down and enjoy a nice cup of tea. So Jesse, do you, do you know much about this at all? What, what's that, what's been happening? Filling in the English guy and what's been going on? Well, you know the the Trump administration has been threatening to increase tariffs on Chinese goods by a 25 percent increase if you know whatever conditions he wants is met. I, I, the details of that I don't know. So uh, as we know, just about. Anything electronics is manufactured in China, including Nintendo consoles, Microsoft consoles, and PlayStation consoles. So uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony have joined forces to write a seven-page letter to warn the American government about the impacts of the proposed tariff increases on Chinese goods that could potentially have on the video game industry. They explain how a 25% tariff increase would result in U.S. consumers paying more than $840 million more for their consoles than what they could do today. Uh, the letter goes on to explain how 96% of all video game systems were constructed in China over the past year, and having to re rework the supply chain to avoid these costs would likely cause significant disruptions to production, which especially with Xbox 2 and PS5 coming out next year. Yeah. That could be important. It is further stated how the proposed tariffs would depress sales of video game consoles and the games and services that drive the profitability of the market, and the 25% increase would likely put new consoles out of reach for average American families this holiday season. So as as of the, this recording, trade talks between the United States and China are still ongoing. Yeah, this is so that, that's quite a significant, a significant sort of tariff that he's trying to put on the Chinese government there. Um, yeah, that could have some nasty, nasty effects. Uh, I, I nothing, nothing's go, going on like that here, as far as I know. So we we're, we're safe. We can still afford Xboxes. You're you guys trying well, to deal well, with Brexit. Geez. Yeah, we we do pay more than you guys for for gaming stuff in general, as it is at the minute. Uh, if you get twenty five percent slapped on that, then you'll eventually be paying more than us. Uh, but we do we do actually pay more at the minute, and I think Canada pays what uh, so like twenty five point seven percent more than us, <laughs> or it seems that way anyway. Yeah, like our, our uh, sixty dollar games are eighty dollars to them, but that's just yeah. due to. Uh, currency rates more than anything. Yeah, so yeah, you you guys have like the like VAT tax, which is what twenty percent, twenty five percent. Yeah, all the, all that sort of like this is the one thing that blew my mind when I went to the states is that you guys don't put that in the cost, right? So when you see something on the shelf and it says twenty five, and you take twenty five to the till, it, that's that's not happening. You got yeah, to so add like, VAT. Here, our, tax, our, our sales tax rate's almost ten percent, so that twenty five dollar item would actually cost twenty seven fifty. Yeah, so we we just have everything included. So our, our games are normally about fifty fifty five pounds brand new for the Switch, um, but that obviously when you when you convert the currency to a little bit higher. Uh, what you guys play over there um but still i mean yeah we 
we, we we don't want to get too political here, but uh, it is a it is an ongoing thing that's that's happening, and just got to have to wait to see how that pans out. I suppose uh, whether or not the letter from the three companies is going to affect the Trump administration. Well, we can only guess at that. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's move on from the politics. Uh, it, it, it's it's a very awkward place to be. So uh, we've got some news that Nintendo dads, that's us, that's us guys. Uh, and Paul Lloyd, uh, which is at Paul Lloyd 10 on Twitter, uh, making a Super Mario Maker 2 collaboration. Now, who is Paul Lloyd, you may be asking? Well, he's one of uh, probably the one of the best in my opinion uh, mario maker uh, youtubers so he's been doing it since since mario maker released on the wii u and he's still playing it he plays that one game every day uh is the joke that we make to him but uh he has a mario maker the uh, basically incentive youtube um channel which does they do he does occasionally do other rom hacks which is basically on the same lines as mario maker um so you should head over to paul lloyd's youtube channel over there and check him out he's also done some videos for us in the past uh one of them right now is up there because he got to go to nintendo uk this week and play some lovely free demos so um head over to our youtube check that one out um so he's going to be building some exclusive levels for nintendo dad's patrons now uh well uh, so Jesse, could you fill us in a little bit on this? Because um, I don't, I think there's something I'm missing. Um, Paul's been in our Patreon and our community for a very long time. And uh, he's got a passion for gaming, but it is pretty much Mario at the minute. Like that, he's his big passion. He's found his feet on YouTube with it. And, uh, you know, he, he uploads videos quite regularly. So, um, could you talk a little bit about this collaboration and what um, it entails? I actually don't know anything about it. I think that uh, Justin's been spearheading that one with them. Okay. So okay. we may have to get more information from him next time he's on. Yeah, so sorry about the fumbling there. A little bit unprepared on that one. But, uh, yeah, we're doing uh, we, we're doing something with Mario Maker and Paul Lloyd anyway. That's all, that's all you need to know. So head over to Patreon and uh, we'll update you guys on that a little bit more. So there hasn't really been too much rumours this week. Just more Switch Mini stuff. Um, Nintendo has actually commented on that, by the way, this week. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys actually think the Switch Mini is a thing? Do you think it's coming out? Do you think it's near? Do you think all these leaks of accessories that are being made is a sign? I know it's been said all the time, but wherever there's smoke, there's fire, right? So we, we keep hearing a lot of rumblings about uh, either the the Switch Mini or the um, Switch Pro. And a lot of people have great arguments as to why we're going to get one over the other or both, but one first and one, the second one later. Um, so, but I'm always like, I'll see it when I believe it too. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm obviously not going to get my hopes up, um, for anything that, uh, that's just maybe people doing wishful thinking, um, or just trying to, you know, stir the pot, you know? So, um, but it, it makes sense. I could see the arguments as to why they would do the mini for, for kids to make up for the 3ds market. So I can see that. 
and we all have our wish lists for that. And then I can also see the Switch Pro coming later on to try to combat the new. Obviously, it's not going to fight graphic to graphics to with the PS5 and the Microsoft Scorpio, but uh, or whatever that new the Scarlet. I think it is uh, the new yeah, machine is, Scarlet. but uh, I still um, call it Xbox Two until they give me an official name. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm calling it, or Super Xbox. I heard somebody say before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of great arguments for it. Mini is it coming? Who knows? And it makes sense that it that there would be something. We always know there's a reiteration of the hardware. So what is it going to be? I'll be I'll be looking forward to getting surprised. Jesse, well, how do you feel about these rumors? Yeah, well, to, to start with, I'll say that Nintendo's response to the rumors were we're always researching some things with new hardware, and you know we've we've seen we've heard stories of them tinkering with things that's never come to market, like vitality sensor. So just because nothing, we never get it in their hands doesn't mean they're not working on it. I, I you know. I, and I, I've been saying for months that I, I think a mini makes sense. It'll probably come out around the time that Pokemon Sword Shield comes out. If not, then by Animal Crossing, just because you, to get the you know, get the younger hands. You know, no, I don't think anyone in my house will be interested in a mini, just because everyone who wants a Switch already has one. And you know the youngest person here is seventeen, so it's not like I have to worry about ten-year-old hands breaking a screen. You know, though, if if they ever come out with a, a pro, I would be interested in upgrading, definitely. So I think the one the one worry for me is uh, I'm suffering from Joy-Con drift at the minute. If they do a mini and he's got those thumbsticks, ah, yeah, you can't swap out uh, for a, trouble. A, a Joy-Con that doesn't detach. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, we've had this discussion so before about of, the, I think the problems. One of the mock-ups that I mini. saw actually used like the 3ds like circle pads. Yeah, we we know that's not happening. They yeah, don't click because th- that was you know back in the Wii U prototype used a circle pad and they didn't ended up not using that in the final product. No, Nintendo's yeah. really going to go for the uh, Nintendo Dad's original design for the switch before we found out what it really looked like do you remember that design i don't the clamshell yeah. design i remember it wasn't too far off really was it it wasn't too no. far off the actual but switch. i think it was a i think it was a clamshell design too wasn't it yeah if i remember correctly that's what they're really going for and the, you know you know that wouldn't surprise me in fact that would that would probably be one thing that would uh that would make the switch better is would be like some sort of screen protection for when it goes in the dock that also spins backwards to turn into a, a kickstand Oh. Let's not get into this. We're going to go off on one. Now that I think about it, the circle pad wouldn't work because there's no L3, R3 click. Yeah. Like yeah. the current, like current Joy-Con have. Unless they somehow devise a click for those. It, it could happen. Nintendo's an innovator. True. I I'm quite, not, saying, I quite, it's, it's not, I'm I not actually, saying it's not possible, but I think we're more likely to get... Uh, hybrid shoulder buttons for GameCube support versus a click a clicking circle pad. <laughs> uh, you know what though? I actually I actually like the uh, the the trackpad thing that was on the um, 3ds, um, and I, I wouldn't be against having those return as long as they clicked. 
Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, there will be a revision of the Switch. We all know this. Everyone knows this. There will be at some point. Um, but it's whether or not they actually do a mini or not because the implications with the joy cards, the docking, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but I don't, it I don't be, think they've had the, any handheld system that has never been iterated on. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Other than the, what, if you, what, the OG you Game Boy had the pocket. Does that include the Virtual Boy? <laughs> yeah, it was a re- it reiterated off the shelf. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> it manifested into something non-existent. I still wish I bought one of those when I had the chance. Yeah, I've played one, and I, I it was horrific, but for some reason it made me want one. <laughs> so, uh, is this is this question just in? Is this a part of this? Um, Right, I'm I'm mixed up in the uh... yeah. So for the for let's discuss. Uh, uh, Zablonk gave us a question that we wanted the I wanted the to answer. He gave us to us in Discord. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry for anybody listening. There's just a, a bit of a mix up in the uh, the notes where there's this like huge black th- part, so it looked like a glitch. Yeah, that that was an artifact from copying from Discord. I couldn't figure out a way to clean that up. All <laughs> right. So, the Black Hats last E3 question for the Nintendo Dads Week. After watching all the presentations, which games are you more, uh, more hyped for and which games are you actually less hyped for? Sorry about my random cam impression then. That was, that was uh, impressive, to say the least. So I'll go first on this one. I haven't spoke about any E3 stuff. I don't think I've been on the show since or or before E3. Um, so for me, whew. oh wow, where do I start with E3? E3 was really good. <laughs> I oh no, I have. I'm sure I've been on because I mentioned Dark Crystal. Like I I I was one of the random people who liked the look of Dark Crystal. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm hyped for it, but uh, that's that's one of those titles which I'm looking forward to. But I think I think when it really boils down to it, I'm just so into Link's Awakening that it's it's painful right now. But that's not in my hands. Um, less hype for probably anything to do with Marvel. There we go. That that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with the Link's Awakening. Uh, in in general. Most games, you know, I didn't have a strong opinion either way for most games that we knew about. And at the end, in most cases, I shared the same opinion. Like, either I'm not interested or this looks interesting, I'll I'll get it when I want it. Uh, But Link's Awakening did uh, increase my hype level when they showed off the dungeon creator part. Yeah. So, like, I I mean, the mini Zelda maker. Because I... said before e3 that if all this is is a, a remake of the of the the game boy game i don't want it to be a 60 dollar game because i don't think it's worth a 60 dollar game so i wouldn't i didn't want to use a voucher on it but the addition of the dungeon creators part i think increases that value enough to the point where i'm not going to have any problem using a voucher on this yeah, it's one of those things where Link's Awakening, it, it is a very short game. 
So I think I think they will still get the complaints over the price when it releases anyway. Um, but uh, that that definitely does uh, um, add some value to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think for if anything, what less less hyped it is the the Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I wasn't really interested in it in, in the first place, and after what I've heard of from people who's played it, it's still kind of wishy washy. Yeah, so, so I mean, you're some exactly people still the same, enjoyed right? it. I think it really comes down to who did you play it with, and did you come play it in a team group that had combos? Yeah. It's so like if you picked something like Thor, Star-Lord, and Spider-Man, you're not going to have any cohesion. But if you picked uh, Spider-Gwen, Miles Morales, and Peter Parker, the three of them goes nuts. Yeah. I'm quite surprised that me and you have the exact same list for those two. <laughs> so, Tim, what about you? More hope for... Marvel Alliance. <laughs> uh, he's the other way around. So, if I was a Smash player, I would definitely be, be more hype on on the DLC, but more because of the hero than Banjo. Oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, that was yeah. I, I, Link's Awakening. Uh, maybe I'll drop that one off the top of my list and put Smash there, only because I think I was hyped for Link's Awakening anyway, but now Smash has gone back onto my radar after being off it for a while. Yeah, for me, yeah. Link's Awakening was... Or I was already going to buy that, so it was like, with them adding more to, about the dungeons, I was just, well, you know, that just re-solidified why I was going to buy it. But for me, I was... I wanted to get Ultimate Marvel Alliance, um, but wanted to learn more. And so E3, when I learned more about it, I was definitely, I'm, I'm more hyped for it. More so for the family to be able to play it. Uh, so for us to be able to get together and play it, you know, on the TV, I think would be a lot of fun. And like, um, we talked about, and Gary, you weren't there at that particular episode, but it was when Sean and Luke were on, they were talking about their gameplay with it. And they felt bad for me because I was really excited about it. Um, but I told them, you know, my my kids are going to look at the same things we do, right? Yeah. When we're playing a game, they're 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 looking at it strictly as fun. Is this fun? Great. <laughs> Who cares what it what else is going on? I mean, now if what else is going on is impacting the fun, then yes, they'll care. But as long as it whatever hangups we have with a game, if it's not impacting the fun, then it's you know, then as long as the fun factor's there, then it, it starts with that. So I'm hyped for it. Now the other thing I'm the, the game I'm less hyped for. I didn't get to play Dragon Builders the first one. I played the demo and that was pretty fun. And I thought when two came out that there would be more to it, more mechanics, more you know, because it's the second one. But it it didn't do anything for me. The, the Dragon Builders two, it didn't seem like it would. It looked like it was just too much. Now, you know, is it more of the same, or that they're doing so much, so many things different that it seems like it's different. It just seems like it was. It's. It is. Looks like it'd be more of the same, plus more, just maybe too much. Yeah. There, there is a so, demo for two out now, but I haven't downloaded it yet. At some point, oh, okay. I still wanted to go back and play the first one. Maybe I'll try that demo. So, and see if give it a go there. And then I think more games need to do demos too. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Again, there, 
I hope that they fixed the problem from last time, which is why I didn't play the fir- the first time through. Is any progress done in the demo should carry over into the real game? Oh yeah, don't, don't yeah. that should be for any over, demo, please. Yeah, I agree. And I and I have to say, since it's not a Nintendo, I have to do an honorable mention that re- a game that really got me hyped is a Star Wars game. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. After learning more about that, I'm I'm feeling a lot more comfortable about that and. Hopefully we'll be able to put in a pre-order for that soon. <laughs> you know what got me hope? Keanu Reeves. Just Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, nothing, nothing about his game. Just just Keanu Reeves. Uh, so we've my, got... My, uh, my son found out that he's a voice in the Toy Story 4 and got all excited. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, of uh, course, he doesn't know him by name. He only knows of it from being the guy in the John Wick movies. Oh, yeah. And I told him, you want to... <laughs> Yeah, you want to see him back when he was young? Check out Ted, uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yes. you would not honestly. You would not know that's the same guy, would you? Like, <laughs> yes. Right. So there's there's been a whole bunch of events. So Jesse, I think this is over to you for the Pokemon Go stuff. Yeah, there's been there were a lot of the Pokemon Go events has either hasn't there's been weeks where there's been no announcements or there was announcements during E3 week we just didn't get around to them. But last. Three, two or three days, they've just been dumping content on us. So I'll kind of go through this pretty quick. Uh, Raikou Raid Day, as a reward for all teams and those in in the Chicago Pokemon Go Fest completing their tasks, Raikou will be a raid spawn this Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. local time. Trainers will receive up, up to five raid passes at no cost during this event, and Raikou can be shiny for the first time. They, and earlier today, they they announced the Pokemon Go 3rd Anniversary event. There's a few components to this. The first one is starting tomorrow, June 20... Actually, Saturday, June 28th. No, that's today, Friday, June 28th at 1 o'clock Pacific. Alolan Forms... Uh, I didn't write shiny. The Alolan Forms... Of Radatha, Sandshrew, Vulpix, Diglett, Meowth, Geodude, Grimer, and Executor will be available and possibly shiny. I didn't get, I didn't add that in the notes. From June twenty eighth through July sixth, the Party Hat Pikachu will return. And you can get once per day as a photo bomb spawn when you take a Go snapshot photo, and Party Hat Pichus could hatch from seven k eggs. From the Starting at the 28th at 1 o'clock Pacific through September 2nd at 1 o'clock Pacific, new special research will be available. This, my guess, is the uh, quest to get the Jirachi uh, mythical. So they introduced Jirachi in, at the Chicago Pokemon Go Fest two weeks ago. So this will make it available to everyone. And if you raid with your friends during this event, Pokemon will be powered up so you can take down raid bosses faster, and trading Pokemon with your friends will cost one quarter less Stardust. Then there was artwork released that hints that Gen 5 Pokemon may be added to go soon. And for re- re- field research updates from July 1st through September 1st, uh, 1 o'clock to 1 o'clock Pacific, Latias, Latios, Kyogre, or Groudon will be available as research breakthrough encounters. That's your weekly inc- weekly 
spawn for getting seven tasks in a week. And uh, Spinda will be available in field research with a chance for a shiny encounter. Though I don't... To get a Spinda, you have to get, like, normally two or three great curveballs in a row. I hate doing those. I give those to my son to do, because I, I can't aim with a curveball. Okay. New X-Rate updates starting June 23rd at 8 a.m. Pacific. Trainers with EX raid passes will, will encounter the speed form of Deoxys. I think that's the final form. And then finally, July Community Day will feature Mudkip on Sunday, July 21st from 4 to 7 local time. There'll be three, t- three times the normal catch experience available. And if you evolve a Marsh Stomp before 8 o'clock, you'll get a Swamp Perk that knows a special move. That move will be announced at a later date. Jesse, do you go out with groups or a group to do this or just with your family? With with groups, um, okay. mostly because, you know, my daughter plays, my son plays, but normally they're working well when I when I have the availability. So, like, yesterday I went out for rating and I took this phone with which has my daughter's mane on it, so I was able to catch some Pokemon for her. We got a, a shiny Kyogre. I don't even think she knows about it yet. Nice. <laughs> Surprise. Then, yeah. So uh, the the Sunday, normally my son's at church and spending time with friends, So and my daughter will be working at that time, so I'll be just wa- probably just walking around at a park myself. But during the, the raid, the three-hour raid day for for Raikou. Um, I'm sure my, my son will probably be with me and my daughter might be available too. So we'll like all go together and we'll join the big raid group. There'll be a group of like 40 accounts just going from target to target to target. And they've, they, they caravan around. So there might be one person driving that has three other people in the car. So they don't even stop to catch before driving. They drive to the next one while everyone else is catching. Gotcha. <laughs> so it, it's wow, it's insane. <laughs> the last time I tagged along with them, uh, these this three hour event, I think they caught thirty five raid targets in three hours. Maybe not wow. that much, but I, I was only with them for two hours, and I think we did twenty six Zapdos okay. that day in wow. two hours. I could not sound right, but I don't know. Is it, everybody in the group usually a high level? Oh yeah, we're all everyone that we raid with are most of them are forties. Uh, there are still a lot of people in the thirties still, just because to get from level thirty to forty needs an insane amount of XP. I'm still thirty nine on my main, and I think thirty four on my alt. I have two accounts. <laughs> what does it make sense to like if there's somebody new? Who's just starting, maybe in the teens? Would would you allow them to join the group, or is oh, it recommended definitely. to go? We okay. know that they're not going to be, uh, be much help in the in the battle, but yeah. really, like to take down a Raikou, it would only take four people. Like four level forties can do it. Yeah. And you can get twenty people in a raid. So oh, okay. you, you can if you're level twelve, you're welcome to join. You know, get a deck going. You'll be level twenty before the end of the day, at least. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. Right. So I think that covers all the events. So let's move on to what we've been playing. 
Yes, what a, a perfect bumper for Cadence of Hyrule, which is the game that I've been playing. So, have you guys touched this at all? I've tried. Yes. Tried. Yeah, I have I, touched it, but... Sorry, go ahead, Jesse. I, 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 thought, I thought someone posted their com- completed screen, a screenshot of their completed game stats that said they lost... They had 16 game overs. And I said, I think I've had 16 game overs in less than an hour. <laughs> yeah, I have yep. never. I I haven't found a dungeon yet. I haven't found Link yet. I I once I did find the spear, I was able to do a little bit more damage and get a little bit more wandering in. But I I'm lousy at the game. And it's not so, a matter of getting the patterns. You know, I can. I, I was a musician half my life. I can keep a beat. It's just trying to do that and follow the enemy patterns at the same time. Sometimes is like rubbing your head and tapping your belly at the same time. <laughs> Not a simple task. Yeah, it, I mean, my, I don't know what it was like for you, but for me, it, it spawned me in the most insanely hard area I could ever have started with. And uh, because of that, I, I had probably 30 game overs before I got to any sort of substantial weapon to, to be able to let me carry on. Um and then the rest of the game was ridiculously easy after that. So, uh, I mean, it's a very short game for anybody listening. That It, it, it is quite high-priced for the, the amount of time that you get, except it is randomly generated every time you start a new file, so the overworld will be different. The dungeons are randomized every time you go into them or die. So um, you, you will get a different experience every time. But uh, I, I found it... Where I enjoyed it, and I think it's one of the best games I own on the Switch, I also find it incredibly, probably one of the worst games for being in balance difficulty-wise. Like, the, the beginning was so, so difficult that I was pulling my hair out and thinking, wow, this is something I'm, I'm not doing right here. And then all of a sudden it gets incredibly easy. Um, but it is a perfect marriage between Necrodancer and... Zelda, uh, really, you know, the, the, the way it looks, the way it feels is definitely Zelda. Um, but obviously to the music and rhythm of Necrodancer. So I really enjoy it. I recommend it. It is, it is a bit on the pricey side for what you get, in my opinion, but, um, I do really enjoy it. Uh, th- <sighs> yeah, just, I hope we see this a bit more. I hope we see. Uh, you know, more indies take on bigger name games. I'm not just on about the main AAA Nintendo games, you know, it could be anything else, but I think it is a good move. Um, I think as Zelda spin-offs go, it's, it's easily one of the best. I mean, it's it's difficult to choose between Cades of Hyrule and Link's Crossbow Training, let me tell you. <laughs> but Tim, uh, you played this too, right? Yeah, I I started it, but uh, I had put, I had to put it aside because I was playing one of the games I'll talk about in a minute. Just focusing my limited time to be able to play that. So I am go- my full intent is to get back into it, though. Yeah, it it is it is good. As I said, um, no spoilers, but uh, yeah, the, the the boss fights in it are, are really cool. They're, they're probably one of the best parts of it, in my opinion. 
And so I've been playing 3DS, which I know is a blasphemous thing to do, but uh, I've been enjoying some puzzling with Box Boy. Uh, so again, I've been meaning to get round to playing for the longest of times and really, really enjoying it. It's it's a bit easy for where I am in it at the minute, but, uh, you know, it's such a unique take on a puzzler. Um, really recommending people try the newest one on the Switch. I haven't downloaded that one yet, but... I would say that's probably the pinnacle of them all. I'm guessing. As Seems uh, like a relaxing game too. To yeah, it's it's not punishing in the slightest, really. Um, you can you can lay back and sort of assess things, and if you fail, you fail. You just respawn. Um, you know, every once in a while, you need a puzzle game in your life. You can't just play action games. So, Box Boy is my recommendation for that. Um, Jesse, it's the other way around for you, by the way. Every once in a while, you need an action game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking uh, about. And so from then on, I, I finished up Codename Steam. I've been playing Codename Steam on and off now for probably well over well over a year, probably a year and a half. Um, really, really enjoyed the game. I just wanted to savor it and take my time with it. And uh, yeah, you know, I think this game would have been a lot bigger if it didn't have the characters that it has. Um. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves mechanized uh, Abe Lincoln and the Cowardly Lion and the rest of the Wizard of Oz crew. Uh, where I like the, the the look and feel of it, I, I wasn't so keen on the characters. I've got to admit, um, but mechanically, the game was was really good. I'd actually like to see Intelligent Systems tackle that sort of style again, uh, but just choose some better characters next time, please. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're going to see Abe Lincoln in Smash. Just just to let you guys know, I, I really don't think we're going to see Abe Lincoln in Smash. <laughs> oh, darn it. That was the hope for my fifth character. No. <laughs> but uh, you, seriously, I, I, I don't think it'll happen. I would love it. It would be one of the craziest things we could see in it, but I just don't think that's going to happen. And so, Tim, you've already said that one of the games you've been playing pushed Cades of Horror all out of the way, so what could this be? Well, it's one that I wanted to get done because it's it's fairly a short game. It's uh, from what I saw on howlongtobeat.com. Uh, it's a six-hour game. It's called Silence. And I talked about it before on the show, um, just getting started on it. But I'm about four hours into it. It's a point-and-click game, story-driven game, um, about a brother and a sister who get caught in a, a bunker Um a, a bomb shelter because uh, their city's getting bombed um, and in, and it got bombed bad so they're stuck in the shelter and then the part of the story I'm in is essentially the brother has been telling the story to keep his little sister entertained and not scared and but it's kind of taken over to where the story becomes the game and so uh, there's some other aspects of it that I'm just starting to catch on to being four hours into the story. Um, a little bit confusing, I guess, but as I play more, so I'm starting to get some clarity on it, but hopefully once I, I'm originally, I was going to do a let's play or first impressions of the game, but I think I'm just going to finish it and then do a review. So I'll have something posted on it soon. That's why I set aside cadence to Hyrule. So I can get this finished, get this done. But I actually, <laughs> Had to, I did actually put this game aside for a moment because on my birthday, June 20th, my friend Pedro came out and 
that game I'm having an absolute blast with. It is like everybody's saying it is. It's a combination of John Wick and Deadpool and the Matrix all spun into one. And specifically, the part of the Matrix that I'm thinking of is the first movie where they go into the building, Trinity and Neo, and take on the whole building in the lobby. And you're seeing all that slow motion stuff going on and they're dodging bullets and shooting at the people. That to me is my friend, my friend Pedro, the, the gameplay there. But when we see this game and the previews for it and the trailers, you see a lot of perfect play. It's not happening when I play. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of craziness going on and I'm not looking for um movie looking you know gameplay here it's just i'm having a lot of fun with it yes i'm getting hit yes i've died a couple times in a couple of the levels but um overall there are some parts where i did i do catch that wow this is actually pretty sweet the whole like uh going down a zip line and uh, holding on a certain way and shooting at certain people along the way and then uh, jumping off and timing uh, to be able to kick a barrel into another group of people and crush them and then jump off that ledge and shoot the person over there and not get hit once. You know, it's like that's those instances where it works out perfectly. And then there's other instances where you're just trying to stay alive because you're getting shot at from every angle and you're trying to get people as well. So, but that I had a lot of, Absolute blast with it. Got through the first stage, uh, first boss, uh, but then I had to set that down so I could get back to silence. <laughs> get that done. So, so, so I've got to ask you because I I played my friend Pedro uh, a couple of months back. Um, I it didn't perform very well. Is is that still the case, or do you think the performance is fine? I'm not seeing anything that's causing me to not have fun with this. Um, I, nothing that comes. To, seriously nothing comes to mind that says you know oh this you know blah but no i'm i'm having a blast with it uh, even on the switch and i i haven't played it on the tv i've been doing it in handheld mode um so i don't know if you'll see anything more in that way but in handheld mode i'm no problems having an absolute blast and uh and looking forward to playing some more of that too once i'm done with the silence just, just as a disclaimer, there by the way, I played like a pre-release copy an event. That's why I was asking because uh, that was the one thing that that kind of put me off. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed my experience with it. I think it's one of those games that you have to get into. You have to learn the mechanics a bit more. Um, but yes. the performance is pretty bad on that version. But obviously, it's pre-release. They, you know, they normally yeah. do the clean up like clean later on. Up. They might yeah. have clean things up. There are a lot of button combinations to get used to. Um, and I think uh, John Wall from the Mega Dads mentioned this when with his playthrough that he, he had to get used to a lot of different things with spinning to avoiding bullets, um, taking targeting with one arm and then manually pointing with the other arm to be able to shoot, you know, people from two different sides of you um then uh, being able to kick somebody or jump off of that person and shooting them and there's a lot going on with different button combinations or you know and obviously you're trying to stay alive too so you got to spin to 
avoid bullets. But uh, it, it, once you get into really focusing in it, like I, I'll wear headphones and uh, the music, I like uh, electronic music. So I'm loving the music in there. But that's the type of music that's in there is, uh, you know, the electronic um, dubstep type music. <laughs> so... Um, if you're not into that, then you won't like that. The music. And bananas. If, if you're into bananas, you might like the game as well, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, and bananas, definitely. Yeah. Pedro is, to me, is just like a, a Zelda, you know, um, uh, or a Link's. Navi. A Navi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But> a banana. <laughs> oh, great stuff. So, Jesse. Oh, hey, there we go. First dad joke of the podcast. We're, we're, we're far in for a dad joke there as well. So, uh, Jesse, before my sides get splitting, uh, do you want to uh, talk about what you've been playing? Yeah. Um, I I talked a little bit about a collection of mana last week. I got like halfway through the, the first game, the Game Boy game. And I, this week I started trying to play Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana. Both, like, Secret of Mana, I feel like I've gotten stuck. You know, I'm in this... I'm told... I'm in the city where no one wants to talk to me. I'm told to just keep on talking to people until something happens. So, not very inviting. <laughs> so, and then while I was while I was stuck there, I tried Trials of Mana. And I'm still kind of confused on that one. Sounds like you're able to... You're given five characters to select from at the start and you choose three of them and the first one you select seems to be your your primary so and the one i chose is like this princess of a castle that i get sent to uh, i get nominated by my mother the queen to be a sacrifice and i'm like uh, uh hell no and she bugs out of town and tries to you know, find some way to, to to go around it. So I'm not sure if I picked other characters, I'd start with a different starting group, or I'm not sure, you know, might be, I don't know if it's like Octopath, where eventually everything meets in the middle and it's all the same game, or in just different starting points. So, so I might try choosing other characters to see if it starts any different. But yeah, I, I don't, I think I got lost in that one pretty quick too, so I haven't gotten far. And then today launched a game that I had pre-purchased when I heard about it about a week or so ago. It's called Daddy Dungeon Legend of Brave Yamada. I literally thought that was two different games. I didn't realize no, that was one title there. That is one title. <laughs> it's kind of a, an RPG game, uh, you know, part RPG, part visual novel-ish. So you are, it's, looks like it, the way the subtitles are, it's, it's kind of like a Japanese anime that's adequately, but not greatly subtitled. So, which, which is kind of how I like it. So he can, he refers to himself as Yamada-kun. Uh, there's a, a coworker that'll come to your house and calls you, uh, Yamada-senpai. And so, he makes a reference to um, Onigiri. And of course, he turns around explaining what an Onigiri was. And I'm like, I kind of wish he didn't do that. If you don't know what it is, it's your traditional Japanese rice ball. 
being, you know, where you, you grab it by a piece of seaweed. So, but a little bit of Japanese stuff going on. Anyway, so the, the premise of the game is like you are like a software developer for this big corporation that you, you kind but you don't like your work, so you decide one day you wanted to start making a game. So you, I heard about this one, yeah. The, and when he when he works on his computer to make a game, he takes off all his clothes and is just in his boxers. <laughs> and so he, this is an animation of him tearing off his suit, and he's in his chair in his boxers. <laughs> that, that's that, that's just called being a dad. That that's what happens when you become a dad. Right. And uh, and so. So the first thing you see is he creates an avatar of himself and then creates a few, of, like a slime monster and then builds a dungeon and then asks, and then fourth wall breaking t- talks to the player, says, I want you to debug this for me. So then you go in and play the, the, the level that he created. So when you're in the RPG mode, you know, you're in this box that the most of the tiles are brick brick floored, but as you walk on them, they'll collapse. So you cannot backtrack on itself. The task is to get from the start to the finish, and the perfect run is hitting every square possible before leaving. So, you know, initially it's pretty easy to do. Later on, you get, you, you find dungeons that are almost impossible to do, and then. That, that it, when you so every time you're in a in a dungeon area, you start with level one, and you can get level levels up to increase your hit points. You know, as you go through the levels in the tower. But every time you leave the tower and come back, you're back to level one again. But then when you're in the real world, the Amada character has his own level, and then the more he levels up, the more inventory space you're able to carry within the character in the game. And then the more he'll program into the game to add new features into it. So, like, now there's traps, and I, I can carry a bag of rats into a room with me and set the rats loose to trigger all the traps so I don't set them off. And you know, so it's a, kind of back and forth. He adds more stuff into the game. You go in and play it. And, and he right. adds more stuff into the game based on his real life experiences, right? If I yeah. if I heard right. Yeah, so really early in the game you find out that there's a girl, I think her name was Maria, who who moves in next door, she knocks on your door and introduces herself. Of course, if you quickly put your clothes on when you when you meet her because <laughs> that would be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so and she's he is smitten with her right away despite the he the noticeable age difference that he mentions. You know, Yamada's I think it was thirty six, so I'd probably put Maria at probably mid twenties. Yeah, so okay. he the fir- the first thing he does is puts Maria in the game as a princess that you now have to save by by going to the top of the tower. Yeah. Then about maybe a half hour in and your boss shows up because apparently you've been working so much on making your own game you've stopped going to work <laughs> and so the boss fires you in a very dramatical fashion so of course you write your boss in the game as a boss <laughs> and, yes. and then and then 
things start going crazy at that point. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's like t- tomorrow's going to be a rough whether I want to play more of that or start playing Mario Maker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's pretty right? good. It's, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it, it really does. You, you enjoying it? Um, you enjoying it so far then? Yeah, I think I'm maybe an hour in, and I'm liking it so far. I don't know how long the game's going to be. But, the, you know, as, as you gain, like, there's, the, the, you're able to go in and see a bestiary, and there's, like, 80 some monsters you can see. I think I've only found four or five. So there's a lot of content I haven't gotten to yet. And as you, you'll, you'll get additional armor sets, uh, you know, helmet, tunic, and shield. And if you match a set, like you start with the beginner set, and then you get the iron set. If you're wearing a full a set of armor, you get a bonus for wearing the full set. I think I just picked up my third set of everything, but I haven't equipped it yet to find out what they do. So, again, there's like 50 or 80 some armor sets you can wear. So, it sounds like this game's going to last a while. And they actually have uh, online leaderboards. And so my first time th- through the dungeon as a leaderboard, I had like 571st place. But, you know, the more stuff get, like, gets put into the dungeon and you'll probably have more opportunities to get a higher score. So, yeah, um, we'll see how that says, goes. says Dandy for- Dungeon is listed at eight hours. Really? Right. Yeah, eight hours right now. I don't know if it just means it needs to be updated by more players, but one person put it in eight hours. You just reminded me, by the way, one thing about Counts of Hyrule is uh, there's leaderboards, uh, but if you put your switch into sleep mode, it still continuously counts your time played. Oh! Yeah, there's a few games that do that. I um, wasn't expecting this to be one of them. So I've so clocked in... You finished the game in 27 hours? Oh, way <laughs> higher than that because I went on holiday and finished it when I got back. <laughs> so like, it, t- it took me well over a week continuous play according to that to complete it. Wow. Which is wrong. It was probably probably more like three hours. It reminds me when I played uh, like Metroid Fusion on the on the on the 3DS, but the, that version of the game, since it's a GBA game, if you just put it to sleep, the timer is still running. So yeah, it, you know it's normally a three or four hour game, and I, I had finished it in like thirty six hours. It said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's surprising when games still do that on the Switch, but uh, it's obviously something there in the code. I'm, I'm sure that could be patched out. Is this a, whatever counter needs to stop counting when it's in sleep mode? And so that's that's what we've been playing. So Jesse, do you want to take us over to the community spotlight? <laughs> So last month's monthly mayhem game was Downwell, that I believe they had eleven people uh, put in their send screenshots in, and I was one of them. So you get my one point, and they kind of picked on me a little bit for having only one point. But considering <laughs> the fact that none of the other uh, 
uh, hosts of the show sent in anything between the five of us. I am the champion. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, so in case, uh, you don't remember how we, how we set that up, uh, the, the person with the highest score wins a $15 gift card. And then for everyone else that gets put into a second chance drawing with their score, gets them that many names in the hat. So while I'm not eligible to win, I had one entry in the hat out of the 610 entries total. And the winner of that was Brian S., who won the $10 gift card. In fact, it was uh, Zablong that picked him, that randomly drew himself again since he won last month. He he purposely, he, he knew in advance that if he randomly picked himself, he would he'd re-roll and he did and got brought Brian landed. So, uh, it, they, they've been notified to contact Marty to get, uh, their, their eShop credit. And congratulations. Next, congratulations. And the next month, of course, and they had no need of a poll for this time. The, the, the game will be super Mario maker two. Yep. Starting from June 28th, of course, since the game wasn't out yet at the time of the recording and they're going to go through the end of July. And I don't remember everything that they're looking for, but the, they have a video out that's available for all patrons to see. So if, if you're a patron, go ahead and have a look. If you're not a patron and you're interested in playing, it just takes a dollar to uh, become a patron. And then you'll be, you're invited to participate in this tournament as well. Yep. Do it now too, before the first of the month. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, trying to think if there's anything else we wanted to talk about before we go to the closer. Did you, did you? Uh, I'm just just checking the Discord. I don't think we got too many comments on there. I can't see any anyway. Um, no, I think that's it. I think we I think we're ready to wrap this one up then. Okay. So after a two and a half hour episode last week, this week is a. Uh, a little bit more abbreviated. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably good. All right, um, Hopefully Gary can go take a nap now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, you guys, I've, I, this has been one of the most tired I've ever been for a podcast. <laughs> All right, so before we close things out, I wanted to do a plug that I was a guest host on the Nintendo Director's latest episode. I believe it was 3051. Um, that just landed in my feed earlier today or or late yesterday. So that was something we recorded back on Monday because uh, one of their hosts is, is, was preparing for a uh, European trip with his band. So needed he had a chair to, needed filling and asked me to, to take part and we were nice. always glad to do so. So we kind of did a... a our second look at E3 out since we've had, you know, a week plus to look back on it and give our final thoughts on that. And it did, and you know, the, one of their segments is a top five. And so we did the top five games of E3 that we're looking forward to. And of course, uh, the breath of the wild sequel was on the top of both of our lists. Yeah. Uh, it has to be, yeah. doesn't it? Lovely yeah. sequel. The host, uh, um, uh, Brad technically has not yet finished the game because he is holding out on beating Ganon 
until he has collected all 900 seeds. <laughs> and he's, he's up to like 840 something. So he's getting close. You know, I, I it was one of my missions to try and 100% Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, that, that that didn't happen. One of our patrons did, and we thought he was nuts for doing so. I forgot who yeah. it was. I will get around to it one day. Uh, one day. <laughs> I won't. I, but I've, yeah. I've started and finished that game four times now. Uh, oh, so. wow. I only played it through the one time, but I did get all, all 120 shrines. I did a, a run on Master Mode without Divine Beasts. So pretty much collect some hearts, get the Master Sword straight to Ganon. Ooh. Wow. That was tough. That's a tough fight. <laughs> well, especially because like, there's times where you can't hit him and he starts regenerating his health. He's like, no, I almost had you for a second then. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So let me get things set up for a closer. Need to get uh, low volume music going. Okay. So we have... And thanks for Timmy to, to Tim Auth to, for doing a lot of the legwork on this. We now have a website, so you can go to Nintendo Dads, excuse me, Nintendo Dads.org, and right now we have it's a place where you can see our latest YouTube videos, our latest tweets, and our latest podcast episodes all in one place, in addition to links to all of our social media. And in the future, we plan on expanding it to include, uh, like, blogs. Um, and, you know, we have other ideas we want to do with it. So, in addition to that, since we now own a domain, we all have email addresses with the NintendoDads.org domain. So, if you want to send us an email, NintendoDads.gmail.com still works, but you can also send your e- email to podcast at NintendoDads.org. And when you send it to that address, it'll just be spammed out to all five of us. I don't think I included you in that, Tim. But uh, but yeah, we also gave Tim an email address, and we're looking, thinking about also adding a Nintendo Dads.org <laughs> email to our high-tier patrons as an additional benefit to do it nice. as you please. <laughs> so. That's, I think I covered it. Yeah. So, thank. So, yeah. That's exciting. Speaking of That's our top top tier patrons, we have Chris Mears, John Blanco, Dave Bersenberger, and of course Tim Off. Yeah, and you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Dads to support us. There's also a link oh, to the that music on the website. Stopped? No, it's not. Oh yeah. Oh, it seemed like it went then for a second. You can follow us on Twitter at Nintendo Dads and like us on Facebook at Nintendo Dads once again and on Instagram at Nintendo Dads yet again. Yeah, we almost don't uh, have to say these anymore. We can just direct everyone to the website. Yeah, we can. We can just do that. Yeah, yeah you guys head over to the website. Everything's there. The Twitch. Is there. I, don't know, I don't think the Twitch is on there. There, it, there is a Twitch, li- oh, there is a Twitch, Twitch icon. There. It's on there. Go over. And the you only, can call it. Yeah, the only thing Sorry, that isn't there... The only thing that isn't on the website yet is our voicemail at uh, 92925-ENDADS or 92925-6-3237. Yeah, and I'll take your last doors on there as well. Actually, it isn't yet, but that is, that's one, that's the next, that was, that's the next item we're looking for. Okay, so (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this uh, outro slash us 
designing the website. But, uh, <laughs> if you want to buy any sweet Nintendo Dad's merchandise, you can go to tiny.cc forward slash Nintendo Dad's store. And that's all lowercase, just to, just to let you guys know there. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. Uh, download and, and you can download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and check us out on VG Tribune. I, well, you I, can't I, anymore. Actually. I need to take that out. You know, that VG Tribune is going out. away. It's still up, but we're not updating that anymore. Okay, you guys have seen Anchorman, right? I just read the teleprompter. That's how it works here. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's that, that 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 does it for this show. So thank you very much for listening, and bye bye. Hi Sophie, thanks for watching. Everybody else. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Please understand.